All right, moving on to chapter 31, On the Scent. Um, and the uh, icon is the rising sun again. Um, same icon as before, just that, that rising sun. We, we talked about that icon a little bit a few episodes ago. I think you guys thought that it might be something to do with like a seal or sigil. Have you guys have any more thoughts around it? Or Shoot, I don't know. Does it, okay. does it represent Rand slowly making that transition that – no. You know, Chris was talking about her. Well, no. then, okay, can't, can't, can't win them all. Yeah, and I don't know if it's really spoilery or not. I'll, I'll tell you what it is because I don't think it's a spoiler. So the, the, yes. so the symbol of the city of Kyrene itself is a rising sun. So that's oh. it's, it represents the city of Kyrene. Um, so whenever you see the rising sun, it's just it's Kyrene. That's that, uh, and I think you might get that. I think it might have mentioned it also in the soldiers, like, Breastplates, it might have mentioned it. Yeah. Like, um, now, now that you say that, I think it was yeah. described at some point. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, it's just means this is a city of Kyron. So whenever you see that, that might mean we're dealing with Kyron. Kind of like the lion symbol um, is Andor or Camelin. Um, like different, right. different cities have their own sigils. So it's kind of, yeah, it's Kyron. So. We, yeah, so we start this chapter with Varen. Um, she's there. She starts, starts channeling immediately to start healing, healing uh, her. In. Um, yeah. Um, they start talking about the guy at the gate was sketchy. Well, hold on, hold on. Hold on. No. You say that she immediately heals uh, Heron, but it starts by saying Rand did not know Varen was there until the eyes that I took. His face in her hand. For a yes. moment, he could see where in her face, and then suddenly he felt as if he had been doused with cold water, not wet, but the tingle. Mm-hmm. She gave him a tingle, bro. That's, that's some version of channeling. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And she does go and hear, heal here and as well. Um, yes. Yeah. Let's well, so go ahead and mark it. Now she has a connection to hearing. Yeah. And you find out the that was that on purpose. Oh yeah, when you heal someone, I didn't even think of that. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, bingo, bingo, bingo. Now she's gonna know where where Rand is at all times, whether she knows through him or through Aaron. Good point. I forgot about. I, like it. I think Good. Aaron's gonna Aaron's gonna stick with Good throw uh, Lord Rand for a while. Mm-hmm. Okay. Good like throw. It. Good throwback to either world. Yeah, uh, when they talked about. You know who you healed, and that person you'll you'll kind of know where they are at all times. Kind of sort of not 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 a true like bond, but it's definitely a yeah good good reference. I like it. Yeah. So yeah, um, they, they you know they talk about the guy at the gate was really sketchy. Um, the rest of the whole a whole army or or our crew the Shinarans are all in the four gate. Um. You know, uh, and the, the rest of them out there, it's just the main core group of, of Matt Perrin, Inktar, and Varen here um, in, in the city. Um, the so, yeah. And then, yeah it's a, and then Rand starts spilling the beans about how the Dark Friends took the horn back. They're too late. You know, they took the horn and the dagger. They're gone. Well, I love – you know what I didn't talk about, so I'm going to pull an old school Chris and go back. Uh, let's go back. 
back in the last chapter even, Rand felt a shiver run through him. It's too late. He told them, you came too late. And he sat down in the streets and began to laugh. He's already losing it. Rand's slipping. He's like, you know what? This is how the world feels about me. You know what? I don't even care. It's laughable at this point. <laughs> I felt so bad for Rand. And then the first person to actually do anything with him was Varen. She's like, okay, feel better, little one. <laughs> so <laughs> a little I just wanted to bring that up. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And you know, parents says our our Matt comes in, busted and says, Well, you know, parents a sniffer too. And Rand's kind of really skeptical about that. He's like, Yeah, what? I don't quite believe that. And and then Matt starts asking how to get so far ahead. Like, um, uh, so that's that first opening scene when before Varen heals her and all those interchange happens and and the crowd's all still around them. So they're hearing them talk about all these different things and and the crowd's gasping as you know, there's an ISIS died there and they mentioned dark friends and all this other stuff, and the crowd's just gasping and listening to everything. She knows being bred because it's because it's Dej de Mar everywhere, whatever they're saying. And um yeah. You know, I was just about to say that you took the words out of my mouth. Way to play the game without actually playing the game. Yeah. Yeah. Like all of a sudden Ram went from being very important to is he the next king of the world? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I'm exaggerating just a little bit, but no, but I mean he's got he's got the workers <laughs> with him that are dropping Lord Rand. He's got an Aes Sedai that shows up and is um, the way they're talking to each other, it, you know, that'll come up is kind of peer level. Um, yeah, it's. So it, now you got like, more lords that have just popped up. Maybe they're going to turn all of them into some lordish like characters. Yeah. You know. A lot of yeah. great, great happening. Yeah. As, as I was reading this and like they're just kind of blurting out stuff, I was like, all right, don't mention the horn. Don't mention the horn. And then even he mentions the dagger. And I was like, I was, God, why would you say this out loud? Like, you know, by now, everybody around you, there's mm -hmm. probably a dozen people there representing a dozen <laughs> different factions that are going to run in a dozen different directions and tell everything mm -hmm. that happened here. Right. So, and someone's going to be connected to the dark friends. It's going to get to them eventually, right? Uh, right. So, I, even though they tried to be hush hush about some things, specifically the horn, uh, they still let too much fly in front of the crowd here. I think, but I mean, may, maybe it helps them out because it gives them street cred. Um, but I don't know. I I started feeling nervous for them. Yeah. Too much. Yeah. Exactly. And I think Varen notices that nervousness as well. She suggests that they go to another inn. Um, she suggests they go to another inn, get their horses. And that's what they do. They, they ride off to this other inn. Um, here at that point says you can, you can still follow the trail. You can still smell, smell them. And, um, and says, you know, what's it feel better? You know, and Rand's like, you need your rest. Just rest a little bit. You can probably still follow them tomorrow. But, you know, Heron's definitely itching to, to get back on this trail. He has this duty and honor about him. Well, that and the fact that he feels guilty at this point because he lost it. Yeah. He was just more excited about the fact that he thought it was more patience for Lord Man. Yeah. He didn't really do his due diligence. So it's his fault. Yeah. And and this is also the scene where Rick, this is also oh wait, hold on. Uh, we got silence. Chris is silent. 
Yeah, my man. Yeah. You got saved so, with your chest. Say with your chest. I'm lit. I'm lit. I'm flat out, all up green. Hold on, let me just. I, but it might, it, you might have to re- reconfigure the power couplings. Come you're you're lit. What you smoking over there, bro? Yeah. Yo, in my back. Um, it's my lit. It's Chris back. Track. Yeah, Chris is back. Yes, yes, you're back. Awesome. All right. I miss you all. It was a hard one, though. Yeah. Smoke two Stop. joints. Time of peace. Two in time of war. <laughs> two joints before he smoked two joints, and then Chris smoked two more. All right. Brief pause. Brief pause. Um, So this is also the scene where Rand is barking orders and realizes what he's what he's doing. Like he's in the middle, like barking all these orders. Like we got to do this, got to do this, get the horses. He stops. He's like, "I'm so sorry, Ingtar. Like I forgot that you're you're in charge, not me." Ingtar's like, "No, you're good, man. You're doing a great job." Like. Keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> they, they should have just charged wow. in the horn, man. You're you're on top of it. Yeah, I, I thought that was pretty smooth and and good on Ingtar the way he responded too. Like somebody in his position, I will, my lord. Could, yeah, Ing, Ingtar could have been very offended by it, and he could have tried to, in front of this crowd or these people, show his own importance by you know, chastising Rand and Rand would have took it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, he played along nicely. So, yeah, he's very gracious about it. Yeah. Chris, your thoughts? I love the way, I love the way that um, Matt, or excuse me, not Matt, I'm talking about Rand put it. Rand's like, uh, yeah, dude, I'm sorry, Tar. <laughs> it was just that I've become so used to being in charge, I suppose. I'm not trying to take your place. He just, like, literally just, okay, oops. Yeah. I'm doing something that I really shouldn't be doing, that I don't want to be doing, but feels so natural. Yeah. Makes him feel like a woman. <laughs> that was one of my favorite songs back then, by the way. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> love, love me uh, some Shania Twain. Yeah, there I mean, you go. There you go. We can bust a little bit of that out in a little bit if you want. So <laughs> then he says Moraine chose well when she made Lord Algamar name you my second. Perhaps it would have been better if the Emerald seat had given you the charge. So he is just like he is an Ingtar. It's A OK with Rand taking over. And Moraine once again has manipulated all of Rand's life choices up until this point, like he really could make decisions or choices on his own. Mm. Not a thing. Yeah. So I, I cringed again on that part, uh, only because they haven't made it to a private room yet. They're riding the horses down the street. The possibility of someone listening in on their conversation, given the culture here, is pretty high. So now, after everything we blurted out, um, now they've kind of revealed a little bit of what the chain of command is, and also they're on a mission that was uh, uh, initiated by the Amberlynn seat her, herself. So, mm-hmm. if something up on this intel, that's yeah, they got to be shitting their pants now. Yeah, yeah. So we get to the new inn. We get to which is exactly the same as the old inn. Like they describe it, and it's pretty much the same inn, just like carbon cop- copies of each other. Um, which if you could guess by the way they describe the city, like everything was so neat and uniform, like it makes sense. Everything's the same. Dress, so, right? Dress. Yeah. yeah. 
it just it, it reminds me of those cookie, cookie cutter neighborhoods. Like you ever go to those like uh, the neighborhoods where every like third house is the exact same house. Um, mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? That, that there's like these pre-planned neighborhoods where like every yeah. third house is the exact same design. Yeah, yeah. All the play, all the yeah. playgrounds on every corner are the exact same. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, yeah we get to the, we get to this inn, and Rand immediately goes to take a bath, which he probably needs a bath. Um, let's be honest; he's a dirty boy. Um, <laughs> he's, so dirty. Uh, he's been he's, he ran through a fire, man. I mean, you imagine all the soot and everything all over you. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, um, yeah, he starts thinking about you know. Varen being there and um you know he, yeah sighs about his clothes being ruined but then he starts to think about Celine once again barf and he picks up his letters triple barf yeah he picks up his letters and go letters and goes to the one from Celine and he looks at it for a little bit but then he makes a different decision he throws in the fire well let's be real he was thinking about Varen first he was Moraine while yeah. he was in his tub right Rao. <laughs> yeah, giggity giggity. I thought his. I to to your point. I thought it was very important. It was a really big turning point. How he threw the letters in the fire, and you know what? You have to think. Baron touched or held his face in her hands. There was a tingle through his body, as if there was like a release or a change. Yeah. And now he is no longer under her spell. Hmm. I like it. There you go. I mean, it, we've That's what it like. we've thrown around some theories on how she might be influencing him, and I've talked about the perfume because he's always talking about when he thinks about her, he mentions the perfume, and as long as he's holding those letters, maybe even the letters themselves are helping uh, keep that connection uh, between Celine and him. So she's a siren. Like she was a siren. She had a hold on him. Baron recognized it right away. She came and released him from her hold. Sure. I like it. Sure. Prediction <laughs> in the book. No, no, Alan, if this is true within the next, you know, four to five chapters, you gotta go ahead and confirm it for him because you you gave me one. <laughs> I, I like it. That one feels solid, Chris. That's a good one. I didn't think that, but that's good. Sure. Where did you do? Yeah, there you go. That was a good so, shirt. That's good. Just, just it felt right. <laughs> it felt so good. <laughs> uh, anyway, so um, they go to a private dining room. Uh, the whole company's there, and then we we immediately switch point of view to parent without and the way they did this is not normal like it felt like it was a very jarring shift like also like you think it's still red and then it's just parent um but, but parents thinking about Rand being the shadow killer um and thinking about could it be Rand? is Rand the shadow killer and then Rand comes in you know immediately asks how heron's doing they're like oh yeah he left to go try to find the, tra- the trail <laughs> like <laughs> immediately <laughs> Um, so yeah, uh, Iran says, you know, once again, tries says he's not trying to take command, and and you know, Varen's asking Rand a bunch of questions about how he got here so fast, and Rand decides just to spill the beans at this point. Um, 
Rand's become a real eyes to die. Yeah. Yeah, like he spun a really nice story. But we don't get all the details. But you know he left a few things out. He did, yeah. Yep. But he just told about the portal stones and, and about going through, you know, this whole other world. Yeah, and- but he made it all about Celine and it's all mm-hmm. Celine's fault. It had yeah. nothing to do with me. No, I didn't I didn't open up the stones. I didn't take the same. She told us and she needed our help. We took her out. If she could get you in, what makes you think she couldn't get herself out? Yeah. Yeah. And, Whatever. Yeah. yeah so it tells all about Celine. It says how he stole the horn back. Then he went to Kyrian to wait for them. And um, and Perrin then says Shadow Killer out, out loud. <laughs> um, I think at some point Rand kind of looks at him like, what are you talking about? Um, uh, and then, you know, he, Perrin also starts to think, feel guilty as well. It's like, well, Rand's told t- us his secret. Like, I should tell him that I can talk to wolves. Like, I should out myself too. Like, it's really fair. But he, he doesn't, but he thinks about it at least. Um, and Varen at this point is very interested in the Celine character. He's like, I'd like to meet this woman, um, Celine. She's taller than Kyrian's, but yeah. So Kyrian ding, 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 yeah. ding, ding, ding. Yeah, Kyrian are normally short, full, but she's tall. So. Yeah, she's like, it shouldn't be too hard to find her. Like, what? 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 Yeah, let's go figure her out real quick. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I won't go too far down the rabbit hole of my conspiracy theory on Celine. Y- y'all have heard it the last few episodes we've run into her. Uh, but definitely that was an underline. Even Varen points out her being uh, taller than the people there. So she's likely not from there. Uh, I'll put a pretty much just say absolutely not from there. And, and we've got other evidence we've run into. So she mm-hmm. full of shit. Uh, I'll also I'll back up. A, I'll, I'll back up a little bit. Like- a book ago, you were saying that about the brain. Yeah, you know, I, my opinions change as Jordan provides more information here and there. But uh, I don't think I've ever had a favorable opinion of Celine, though. Even even from the first interaction of "Oh, pretty girl," I was like, "Don't trust her." <laughs> what the, what the hell is she doing there? Like, pretty girl, but look at the location, 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 location. <laughs> this is but but she's really really hot. <laughs> <laughs> not good enough anymore. Twenty year old me would have been like, "Yeah, that's good enough," but no, not now. I've matured a little bit. <laughs> you're you're coming in and out, Chris. I don't know if it's Sunday for you, but. Yeah, it's it's a little bit distant. Uh, I'm sorry, is this better? Yes, a little bit. Okay. A little bit. It's a little better. A little, a little bit goes a long way. <laughs> All right, that's that's that's, <laughs> that's what I tell him. That's much better. Much <laughs> black, <laughs> Chris. <laughs> yeah, much 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 better. Much better. And All that's right. her line. Hey, we, we just did the line. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, so I was going to say, uh, I underlined this one little part that made me get. Um, oh, that's what she said. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. So, Vera, she's. There's a lot Varen, of noise going on in the background. All right, stop. Okay, cool. Go ahead. Um, so I'll go back a little bit. Uh, I, I underlined this little line that made me giggle. Uh, when Varen's trying to 
uh, get info from Rand about how they traveled so quickly. And she was like, yada, 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 you vanished from Ingtar's camp. Uh, Are you doing dismiss? No, hold on a second. (laughs) Sorry. All right, we're good. All right, so, no, no, I, I believe in divine intervention. At, at this point, I realize I'm not supposed to make that point. So, <laughs> we'll just, yeah, it's no, it's no good, no good. That's so not true. Just say it. All right, I'll do, I'll do it real quick. Uh, she goes. The clerk was very clear on that. You would have to fly. Um, yeah. So, and if you go back to when Varen first caught up to the Inktar group, and she's looking back over her shoulder and this, that, and the other, and she's a brown, right? Mm-hmm. Brown so they just need to know things whether it matters or not they need to know so like when she first realized they disappeared you could tell she's trying to put it together uh-huh. in her head when she finds out that they're that much further ahead you know she's trying to theorize on what it was and she's like "Ooh, maybe you know knowing that he can channel like oh maybe uh you know, the Aes Sedai can fly again. And we've heard before that way back in the day they used to be able to. So it, it just made me giggle that, you know, despite all of this, she's just trying to put the puzzle pieces together her own way and, and with what she knows. Yeah, exactly. So those, yeah. So, those Browns. So funny. Yeah, they're, so, they're, they're so funny. So after this whole interaction, uh, they kind of decide just to wait for Kieran to come back. Uh, Rand kind of, Settles down to read. He picks up a, a copy of uh, The Adventures of Jane Farstrider, which I don't know if we, but I think we've mentioned that book before. Um, Jane Farstrider, um, but that character, so that apparently he's a famous hero from a while ago. Um, but all, but instead of that, he decides to display stones because that's. Hey, yeah. Ian, we have yeah. to pay attention to that name. He brought it up. Gene Farstrider. Let's, let's remember <laughs> that name. I'm, Goog- I'm googling it right now. <laughs> do, not, do not Google it. No, I'm not. Now we know it's important, Ian. Oh. Sweet. <laughs> Book seven. Book seven. Book seven. Uh, <laughs> we learned more about Jane Farstrider. Oh um, yeah, so he's a, he's a very famous adventurer. They have a whole book about him. Adventures of Jane Farstrider. Uh, um, <laughs> But they they play and also plays a game of stones, um, and it's and the only reason why I brought the Jane Farstrider is not the first time I think the book was mentioned. It was mentioned actually in Eye of the World um, that Tam had a copy of that book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this is the same um, copy. Tam went forward in time <laughs> and put the copy there for Rand to read. Give me a second while I update my conspiracy board. So this book Perrin got from the inn? Yeah. Okay, so this isn't one of the books that Loyal still had that he got from Faldara. Uh-uh, right? Not- they're all that burned up. Okay, so let me attach this string here and that connects <laughs> there. And time traveling Tam, I have on a 3D model over there. All right, good. Yep, I'm ready. Right. I'm ready. Good. ready. Cool, cool, cool. So, Huron comes back. You know, that's that's the next scene. Uh, he comes back. Says, "I found them." Uh, the trail goes right to Lord Bethanos Damadred's manor. So they're hiding at the at 
basically the High Lord's house. Um, and yeah, it says, well, then they start thinking about how they're going to get in there. Like, okay, if they're the Lord's house, it's going to be tough. Heron's like, uh, our match suggests, you know, like, um, you know, the match is just telling the king that, you know, like, he's like, well, but I just tell the king that he's a dark friend. Like, no, no, we can't do that because that could backfire on us. And, and Varen's like, well, I could probably get an invitation in a few days, you know, if I get my eyes to die, I could probably work on magic and, and get and get a get an invitation. And Heron's like, and no, then no, you, already- you, you hear giggling as she's talking because Heron, yeah. at this, as I read this, Heron, he is so proud of Rand. Yeah, as he he's telling this, he's like, "You guys would not believe how awesome Rand is at the motherfucking game." <laughs> <laughs> Guess what? We already got one. <laughs> we don't need no stinking eyes to die. <laughs> we got the invitation. <laughs> In fact, we got two. We can pick and choose whatever we want. <laughs> and there, and Inktar just kind of looks up and goes, "What have you been doing, Rand?" <laughs> like, like, like. You have an invitation I from the king. I may have a few kids out here now. In the next yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> been keeping myself busy. You know? yeah. And, and, yeah. And Rand tries to defend himself. He's like, I did nothing. I did nothing at all. And like, and, and here it's like, that's what's so perfect. He did it perfectly. He did nothing, which is awesome. Like, you know, it just played the game beautifully. Beautifully. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um, that, that reminds me of uh, some of those arguments that still make no sense to me from back in the day when I was married. Like, apparently I did something to to tick her off, and I'm like, what I do? She's like, that, right there. I'm like, do what, this? What? Like, yeah, you're doing it again. Do what? You're, you're still doing it. I'm like, I'm just, I don't know what to do. I'm going to I'm gonna hold my breath for a minute. No, you're still doing it. <laughs> you're alive. Yeah, that's no. pretty much it. No. Exactly. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, Varen takes the invitation, says, well, here's our invitation in, takes the king's invitation, throws that in the fire, like, we don't need this crap anymore. <laughs> We're going to Dawndred's house. Um, so, yeah. Um, and then we learn and, that the wheel, weaves, the wheel of time weaves us all into the pattern as it wills. That's, of mm-hmm. course, the favorite thing to say. But sometimes it provides what we need before we know we need it, which is pretty cool. Yeah. As yeah. Times, Rand wanted to throw them in the fire. He held on to them. And now they have real significance. Yeah. yeah. And, but, you know, Rand's still protesting. He's like, I'm only a shepherd. How am I supposed to act like a lord? And Inkar's like, uh, you're a shepherd? No, you're not. Like, I'm not convinced you're a shepherd because you're definitely a lord. Like, everything about you and every way you act is a lord. And Perrin's like, you know, actually, Rand, you're kind of acting like a lord now. You kind of are and, and even Varen's like I'll give you a few pointers pretty much do exactly what you're doing now you're, you're pretty much a lord uh, just yeah um, and you don't act like a shepherd anymore uh, so I, I don't think even Rand's realized how much he's evolved into what he is now yeah and, and Perrin all throughout this section of the chapter keeps giving insight to that like he keeps mentioning how of like oh my goodness we've all changed blah 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 i've changed i should tell ran about how i'm changing ran's definitely changing and in this moment he's looking around the room and he even thinks to himself god you know what if if i didn't if i didn't already know ran 
Like I, I would be thinking the same thing as Ingtar and everybody else right now. If you look at him, the way he's acting, the way he's dressed and holds himself, this guy's a lord. He's somebody important. Mm-hmm. So that that's big, like Perrin's recognition of it. Not just that he's saying stuff to encourage Rand, but we get to see inside of his head and what he's thinking, and he actually thinks it. So that's that's big, big transition. That is. Yeah. yeah. And we know Perrin is a deep thinker, so yeah. he's giving it some real consideration. Yeah. Yeah, and so they decide the next night they're going to go to this party, take the invitation, because there's a couple of dates you're going to come. They're, the next date, the next date's the next night. They're going to go. Um, uh, it also says in the letter that, uh, that Rand had taken interest in a project of the king about the statue. And and Rand wants, or Varen asks about it, and Rand's like, yeah, that statue we saw on the way in. Varen's like, yeah, we didn't pay attention to it. but And, and Varen knows what it is, so she kind of gives a little bit of more. It's a saw augurial. It's one of the most powerful ever made. It's, 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 it's saw angrial. It's it it's the Moas. It's like a Moab, but with a sangrial and not a bomb. It's the mother of all sangrials, Moas. So so we have angrials, which are like normal things that help out, help things out, and then saw angrials. And the joke is the reason why they're called saw angrials because they're saw powerful. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I like Moas. Better because yeah. like yeah. Moas, Moas, mother of all, Sangreal. Yeah. yeah, Sangreal. Yeah, yeah, M- mother, mother of all. Yeah, Moas. About to hit you with Moas. You keep that shit up. Yep, yep. Damn. Yep. So yeah, but they're one of the two, two of the largest ever made. Uh, one was made for the male half of power. The other one's made for the female um, half of power. And they're they were made to defeat the Dark One, but no one ever used them. Um, they were said to be so powerful they could actually break the world themselves. Um, but, um, yeah, they were never used. So, super powerful. I, w- I wonder how many Aes Sedai, male Aes Sedai, female Aes Sedai, would take to use the soft Angriel. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think Rand and Nynaeve together could, could do it. Because oh, yeah. she... Because she got the power. Because she's going to be Darth Vader, and Rand's going to turn out to be bad, and they're both going to decide, you know what? This world is full of a bunch of selfish jerks. Let's just break this shit. And they'll go, I deal. I can't be a Gwaine. I like a Gwaine. Chris Chris thinks it's going to be a Gwaine. Ian thinks it's going to be naive. Do you guys both agree that Rand's going to use the other staff, and then they're going to use it just to destroy the world? (laughs) They're gonna they're gonna drop a, a Moas on the whole world here. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. So good thoughts. We'll put them in the prediction column. Well no, my actual <laughs> prediction is because uh, Jordan likes to mess with us and he'll bring up important stuff like this, and then we you know he never brings it up again. So we're, we're never going to hear about these again, ever. They're not coming up. Okay. That's we your prediction. Just, well, let's just forget about them, Chris. <laughs> not important Sorry. to the storyline. Gotcha. Yeah. So that, that was my, that was my next question was like thoughts on these statues, but I guess the, the thoughts are, uh, they're not important. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> important. Why would I, why would I nickname it Moas if I didn't think it was coming back up? I thought about the best thing to call this so when we bring it up again and again, like I'm, I'm hoping there's a Moas T-shirt at some time. Like, 
a couple of statues and just the word Moas. Let's let's mother of all all sangria. Yeah. So it's coming back. It's coming back. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. Rand says let's go. We're gonna go. We're gonna take the horn back and the dagger, and then we're done. And that's kind of how we end the chapter. Is when Rand turns to Varen and says, "Like I'm gonna be done with the ice die. I'm done with you again. I'm gonna use you." To get the horn back and the dagger back, and then I'm out of here. I'm done with you. I said I. We're over. So that's kind of how we end the chapter. So final thoughts. Um. Do you have any? Yeah. Me. Yeah. Do you have any final thoughts? I'm kind of just I'm I'm breezing through these last couple of small paragraphs, how she wraps it up. Mm. Yeah, like, I don't know. I think we hit it. We hit it all. Perrin had this uneasiness about him, and he said Matt had a queasy look in his eye. I really want to know how Matt is doing. Like. We need to get back in Matt's mind. We haven't been in that realm for quite some time. So I- I'm missing being inside of Matt. And then, yeah. you know, it's it's hard to believe he's pushing so hard when he's literally dying in front of everybody's face. So I, mm-hmm. I feel really bad for him at this point because, you know, Matt was one of our favorite characters, even though he was batshit crazy. So, you know, I'm wondering if he's going to actually survive this. Because yeah, we have I mean, these predictions yeah. that he's going to be a badass, but at the same time, we haven't lost any major characters yet. Okay. Except yeah. for yeah. our well, end from the first book. Because it, it's not... It, even if they got the dagger tomorrow, it's not over for Matt. Because yeah. from what I understand, it's not enough to have just one Aes Sedai there. I don't think Varen is going to be enough to break him free totally from the issue with this dagger. So then they're going to have to somehow travel back or get back with uh, enough Aes Sedai to be able to do whatever it is they got to do. And, you know, Jordan's not going to be so kind to be like, so they traveled for two weeks and made it, and Matt was okay. Now, there's going to be some shit that happens in between. Um, And maybe Matt turns full dark on us for a little while like man i don't know yeah yeah quick pause uh chris you're out on discord again uh we're wrapping up at this point discord be discord 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 he's gonna reconfigure just for you guys even though we're wrapping up look that sign off is important it is it's very important how about now am i hearable can they, can you hear Chris? Yes, you're back. We hear both in your my phone keeps switching to my Bluetooth, which I don't get, but whatever. Yeah. So brief pause. So yeah, so obviously we want to see a POV from Matt coming up. So any final thoughts on any of these chapters? Both Days Demar and On the Scent. Anything we missed? Anything else you guys wanna mention? They need to just sit down and listen to Loyal. I feel like he has a lot of info. They okay. keep cutting him off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's a young Ogier. I mean, he's only 90 years old. Hmm. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah. So, 
So favorite characters from this chapter. We'll get right into that. Um, so we do that every week. Um, who's your favorite character? Who are your choices? I feel horrible because I feel like we never pick the characters that you pick. Like for me, Kieran would be my hero this go around. Oh, that's a good one. I, you know, I thought about him, but as much as I love him and I don't want to blame him for it, uh, he let his guard down for a second and we lost the horn. So I, I, mm. I can't, I can't give it to him for that. Um, Jeez. Uh, Rand, I won't ever give it to Rand again until I know he's done with this Celine bullshit. <laughs> I appreciate that he threw her letters in the fire, but I'm not convinced yet. Um, yeah. We have Loyal, we have Varen, we have Inktar. Um, Anybody new, significant? Perrin, Perrin in this chapter. Yeah, um, Perrin was cool, but meh. Matt. That's kind of there. He's just on the side. Um, kind of there. He showed up. Matt's a block right now. Uh, I mean, Varen Rand, Inktar, and a little bit loyal and and, and Huron yeah. are the big ones. I'm going to go loyal for his yeah. help with the fire, even though Rand keeps, you know, telling him to back off, stay away, yada, yada, yada. He, he jumps in and he's right there to help. And also yeah. – Loyal for all of his unspoken advice because he clearly has it and everybody just keeps shitting on him. So loyal. Sure. There okay. we go. All right. And then next, I would say next week, but in a few days, we're going to do our next episode. Um, it'll be a week later for you guys listening uh, whenever this comes out. But um, so the next three chapters we're going to do are a message for Alan, I lost you. Yeah, I think you went away. Okay, you're still there, Chris. Yeah, I can hear yeah, you. Can hear you can hear me now? Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. All right, so the next three chapters are – I crossed my arms. I think I crossed it over the microphone. Sorry. Um, he just shivered. So next three chapters. Uh, Dangerous Words is our next chapter, and the symbol is the harp. So thoughts on that one. Getting back to our gleaming. Some Tom Tom action. Some Tom Tom? Yeah. I think it's safe to say that Tom is about to get back into the swing of things. Our our good friend is about to show up and show out. Yep. By by tomorrow, I can confirm whether or not Tom is in this chapter. Yeah. Because I'll read it. The next chapter after that will be a message from the dark, and mm. the symbol, this symbol is a leaf, like the the trifold leaf um, that, that that we've seen before. Maybe the maybe. people that we feel that you're coming, or or maybe we jump back to our girls in uh, Tarvalon. No, oh. and in some of their trials or something like that. Wait, well, wasn't Egwene? Egwene was starting to have. Like dreams too, right? Yeah, yeah. she was thinking. Yeah, dreams about Rand and stuff, and uh, maybe it has something to do with Egwene. And okay. And then the final chapter we're going to cover next next time is the wheel weaves. I know it's. Uh, I don't even know what that means. But, uh, is it like it's like knitting or like 
and and the, and the symbol is just the wheel of time symbol, like the snake and the the wheel. Um, so that's yeah, that's the symbol for the chapter. The wheel maybe we'll get some clarity in this chapter. <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe. <laughs> the wheel weaves. Is the wheel weaves? Is that like from a comic book or something? That sounds familiar. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I'll just have to read and find out. Yeah. So these are some fun chapters. Um, the Will Weaves is definitely people's favorite out of the three, but I actually, I like all of these chapters a lot more than the chapters we just did. But yeah, so. Yeah. So um, let's just say anything else. I'm going to go ahead and, and wrap it up. Um, so how we can be found. Um, uh, the the Will Reads, not the Will Weaves, but the willreads.com is our website uh, that will take you to all the links that you can find us at including our social media which is at the wheel reads at twitter uh, facebook instagram um, all those great places um, we're also have our email addresses uh, the wheel the wheel reads at gmail.com there's a lot of wheel reading and uh, it's pretty much all you gotta remember and type it in you'll find it um, also our discord come join us um, it's a lot of fun um, I said this every single week, and I can't stress it enough um, how fun our Discord is. Uh, we have a ton of new readers in here that are working through various books uh, ahead and behind us. Um, they're a lot of fun to interact with and just read their thoughts as it goes through. And they're 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 typing, writing new stuff. I I spend a good amount of time every day reading through their their posts. Um, and also our patron, uh, feel free to contribute to us. Um, you get to listen to us live for a dollar a month. Or if you want to give us a little bit more, you can get early access to episodes. Uh, a little bit more, you can get things like merch, bonus episodes, um, all sorts of things. So go check it out. Um, it's patreon.com slash wait for it, wait for it. The will reads. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. And then um, uh, I think that's uh, and the merch. Yeah, merchandise. Um, that's a little more complicated of a website. So find those links through everything else I just mentioned because they're everywhere else. But our merchandise is through New Creations by Jen. Um, and we have a bunch of T-shirts and mugs and a bunch of cool stuff. And we give away some of the merch, but feel free to go buy it. Um, the price is I know, pretty- I know. Alan, myself, and Chris, we have a mug coming, and uh, Ian got himself a Team Pater uh, beanie. So very yeah. excited about that. Chris did not know that, but yes, Chris, we have all the mugs coming. Woohoo! I definitely did not know that. When I heard him say it, I was like, uh, "Should I let him know I haven't ordered anything from the store yet?" Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's it's coming. It's coming. Ha- happy coming. birthday, brother! Yeah, there you Chris, go. Thank you. So yeah, so uh, we'll be drinking out of our own mugs as well. Uh, even though we already have listeners that, that that have our mugs, we'll actually have we'll have them ourselves. So yeah, mm-hmm. that's about it for all I have as far as things, ways you can find us, ways you can support us. Anything else from you guys? Until next time. Peace. <laughs> all right, welcome to season two, episode fourteen. Uh, moving right along uh, uh, through the great hunt and we're going to actually change things up in the next few weeks. Uh, we're still working on details, but um, we'll still be releasing episodes weekly, but we might start recording them uh, two episodes a week. 
just at least for a couple weeks because we're going to try to get ahead for the holiday seasons coming in in case we have to take a week off. Um, we'll have some in the bank that we can still release an episode, but not have to record for that week. So those details will be coming, especially if you're a patron and you listen live. Um, that will change our listening habits. We also might change the date we record and also our release dates. We're working on those details too. And um, yeah, that, that just some changes just basically on scheduling, uh, trying to work, work on pers- changes to yeah. changes. Oh yeah. So it just all depends really on our personal life. Um, what's going on. There's a lot of, a lot of business and everyone's front and just, trying to make it the best for everyone. But speaking of patrons and Patreon, we actually have one new patron. Um, that is ADD, ADD Theater. Um, nice. And um, Tree actually, upgra- actually upgraded her patron level as well. So thank our you to both. Yeah, Tree's growing. growing. Yeah, um, our Tree's getting lot. Yeah, yeah. So woo, exactly. Excited. Uh Always happy to have. Have we ever asked her which tree she identifies with the most? Well, she's just a tree hugger. That's her. That's her actual name. But I guess she goes by tree for short. But yeah, or like maybe a favorite tree. Tree specific. I mean, there are some trees that are really hard to hug because they're really like. Remember the oak down in Williamsburg at the disc golf course. The one in the disc golf like, course. You could get yeah. four people, and and I don't even know if you could still get your arms linked together and all the way around it. That sucker. Yeah. Yeah, you have four, four people like linked arms. I don't know if you're gonna hug that tree. That tree is gigantic. Um, yeah. First time we played that, we actually had to let people play through because once I noticed it and we all started looking at it, we were just like, "Damn!" <laughs> like you actually had to stop and appreciate it. It's she said that no, too. no. <laughs> that's, that's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, twas what she proclaimed. <laughs> So I so now I've been saying this for almost a few weeks now, but we're almost at twenty thousand downloads. Um, like we're only a couple hundred away. So I actually didn't check before we started recording. We might already be at twenty thousand. So yay, twenty thousand. Um, we did hit nine hundred Twitter followers. We're over nine hundred now, um, marching our way towards a thousand. So that's exciting. Um, Bomb dot com now. Yeah, it's a. Yeah, <laughs> there you go, the bomb.com. Um, but yeah, so, I, you know, at, at some point, you know, maybe I'll have to get the, one of those little Twitter, like, blue checkmark things, you know. Uh, <laughs> <starting>. <laughs> the real Alan. <laughs> yeah, the, the real, the verified accounts. I don't I don't even know how you get those or that. Actually, I, I looked it up one time. You have to apply for them. They have to see that you're, like, socially relevant. Um I don't think we're I don't, I don't. I don't think we're relevant. <laughs> don't apply because if you get rejected, that's going to be a really tough rejection. Like if they just, oh, you're not relevant. You're like, oh, yeah. ouch. <laughs> well, that's like. So I was really, really upset with Wikipedia a few years ago. I'm, I'm digressing on a, on a side tangent because they started a thing called WikiQuote, where you could quote like it was a compile. It's a uh, compilation of quotes from famous people. And of course, just like Wikipedia, you can go in and create your own articles and edit them yourself and and make your you know, your own page. So I didn't make one for myself, but I did make one for our old sailing coach. Yes, uh, Dan Winters. So Dan Winters. So in the sailing world, Dan Winters is extremely famous. Um, 
outside the selling world, no one knows who this guy is. And he has a ton of quotes that are original Den winners quote. So I went and compiled, spent like, a, I would say a ton of time. I spent like an hour compiling a bunch of quotes <laughs> um, from, from, from Dan Winters. I made a wiki quote page and made the Dan Winters wiki quote page. It was hilarious. It was great. It was fantastic. And within 24 hours, I got an email saying, this person is not of, of any importance or relevance to society. And they took it down. I was like, so messed up. Obviously, you don't know anything about sailing because everyone knows Dan Winters. Um, you know, you know nothing. Wiki quotes. Yeah, you know. So I was really upset. Dan Winter um, coming. Yeah, you guys like what I did there? I do. I, I appreciate it. <laughs> Rest in peace. Uh, you know, he did pass away. I think it was last year. Actually, about a year ago today. It was yeah. Just around. Yeah. Um, but uh, definitely a big. I would say role model, but he wasn't really a role model. Um, inspiration, kind of, sort of. He, he, he gave he me a lot. He expanded the sport of sailing, especially in smaller boats. Um, yeah. In huge margins in, in Hampton Roads and all up and down the East Coast, you know? He, he did. And, and he really helped me in my, in my passion for sailing. So I'll give him that. Um, but yeah, uh, love the guy to death. Rest in God. peace. He was the first coach to ever kick me off a team. <laughs> I thought it was Jim. I thought that was Captain Jim. Well, I, yeah, but then I turned to Dan and he just looked at me and like said, get out of here. And I was like, <laughs> uh, that was I fun. Yeah, Jim was a good guy too. Anyway, yep. so um, moving forward, um, other things going on in the world. Um, merchandise, um, all our orders have been placed. We, we, of course, last week we did a random giveaway. Um, thank you, Ian, for providing uh, two free T-shirts to some of our fans. Um, those have been ordered and should be in some process of being shipped out at some point. Um, so if you listen to us, sometimes we just give away free stuff. Um, that ha- does happen. Um, Depends so, on how much well, room I've had. Yeah, exactly. Um, so sometimes that will happen. Um, other than that, um, I was in the Phantology, which is another podcast. They had a Twitter contest. I lost um, yesterday. So I had in my notes. I was going to talk about it because the contest was still going on when we were supposed to record last night. But um, – I lost, so there's not much to talk about. <laughs> so, so, um, so, so, stuck on Arrakis one, which is another content creator. Leslie's on her server, um, and I think now she's going against uh, Weekly Wheel News, which is Rob, who's been on our podcast before. So, yeah, that'll be fun to the cool. final. Um, you, you win a free like water bottle. I've won before, so I actually have one of the Fantology water bottles. If I was going to win again, I was going to give it away. <laughs> give away someone else's merch <laughs> so anyway um that's it for right now as far as anything going on we, we're, we're not doing any more giveaways for right now we're getting close once we hit a thousand twitter followers i'm definitely going to get give away for that uh, probably a book so um so personal life um getting ready to go out of town tomorrow um so um work is super busy i feel like chris right now um I'm just slammed and about to go on vacation, so just super stressed. Uh, my dishwasher broke a few weeks ago, so I installed a new dishwasher because the they were supposed to install it for us, and they didn't show up. So 
I didn't want to wait because I was sick of hand washing dishes. So I just installed the thing myself. Uh, works fine. We've run it multiple times. Uh, house is not burned down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Seeded, seeded, seeded my lawn with, uh, overseeded my lawn with some new grass seed. You know, <laughs> I don't know. With the Home Depot. You know, I don't know. I don't know if I can get it all in today. Uh, it's, uh, you know, <laughs> living that, living that dad life. It's, uh, it's great. So, how about you guys? <laughs> So I, uh, I'll talk about just today, um, <clears throat> as most of y'all know, uh, I'm a government employee. Uh, so this may not, well, I know this doesn't apply in the private sector where I've worked before, but in the government, uh, you, you have this little, uh, piggy bank and, uh, you, you add to that piggy bank by like doing good things at work. And it's really small cause you know, we're at the government. So it doesn't take much to fill it up and people to stay off your back. Well, today, um, I had two different meetings with many different departments and contractors that I just kind of took charge of because they were annoying me and wasting my time essentially, but I took charge of the meeting and, uh, like my boss's boss was there and got everybody working very efficiently, getting straight to the point and essentially solving some significant problems that have been hounding these departments for months, apparently, um, and then uh, submitted a couple other things. So like at the end of the day, like literally my boss's boss comes by and it's like, gosh, Ian, da, 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 what would we do without you? So my government worker piggy bank is overflowing right now. So what that means is uh, for the next couple of weeks, God, if I literally, if I sat at my desk and just stared at the computer for my full 10 hour days and then went home, like I'd still be good. Um so I'm very excited about that. That doesn't mean that that's what I'll do. I'll, I'll obviously keep working and contributing a little bit, but yeah, I'm, I'm in everybody's good graces now. It's fantastic. Awesome. That is yeah. awesome. Welcome to the government. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, Chris, how busy are you? <laughs> oh, my God. Huh. So let's see. This weekend, I took down a 40-foot crepe myrtle and seven other trees. Uh Yes, because I'm literally doing everything I can to make life more and more difficult for myself. Um, yeah, side hustle happened because I was helping my assistant principal do his job that he should have done three weeks ago. And he got to talking about trees. And I'm like, oh, I can cut a tree down for you. It means you're going to pay me a bunch of money because I am now living in my own place. Yes, I had to move yet again. My roommate just was not... Uh, that it wasn't working out. I don't quite get what doesn't work out when I leave the house by 5.30 every morning and don't come home until 8.30, 9 o'clock every night because I work three jobs. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, at the time I was working for, I quit one and a half jobs. So that helps out. It gives me a little bit more time because my full time continues to give me more and more and more and more things to do. Um, like last night, I get an email at random saying, hey, now that you have full internet access, we need all your grades put in and we need it done like yesterday. I'm like, huh. So I have to now stop all of my plans for life because you all couldn't get shit right to begin with. Okay, got it. That is my life. I am a teacher. Got you. For those people that say teachers don't work, come live my life. Like literally I'm in my school about 6.15 every morning. And for the last two and a half weeks, I have not left it before six o'clock and I have skipped breakfast and lunch and almost dinner every one of those days. I've lost some weight though, which is awesome. <laughs> yeah. There's the, so, the silver lining. 
Silver linings. <laughs> so, and I have angry emails from parents because grades are entered and they find out their kids aren't doing their fucking work. Go figure. Surprise, surprise. <sighs> my, my, teacher, my, teacher, my, teacher. Angel, my angel has completed all of his assignments. No, ma'am. I have all of the mm-hmm. names of all of the kids and all of their F's and A's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That 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 sounds like t- like parents. <laughs> anyway, um, sounds busy as always. Um, <laughs> I, I was more excited about this tree cutting down than everything else. Uh, I know Ian cut down a tree recently. It's yeah. been a long time. It's a long long time since I've I've fell a tree. Actually, I take that back. I cut down a tree like a couple months ago. So never mind. Uh, <laughs> cut down two. Um, that, that was actually a really fun experience. It was right when COVID started. I never remember that because a friend come help me. And he was complaining about how we're, we got the rope and we're trying to pull the, we're, we got a chainsaw. We cut half of it. We're trying to pull the whole thing over. And he's like, we're not social distancing. And I was like, I don't really give a shit right now. But uh, so, um, so yeah, we did cut down a tree. So predictions. Let's jump right into that. Um, we got a couple of predictions from last week, and I'm going to throw in an old one, like always, just to see if that still holds true. So, some predictions from last week. Uh, Oak Gears get bloodlust. That was a prediction. Is that like Oak Gears, you know, that's why they don't like to fight. It's because when they do, they go crazy. Um, Hulk Selene is an old hag, which is a new prediction, but it was definitely reinstated again last week. Yeah. Um, Trollocs were created. That was a prediction that Chris officially made is that they were like man made like penguins. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Like penguins. Uh, I I don't know if anyone gets that reference. I actually put on Twitter and no one commented. So um, did anybody ever watch the state? You guys watch the state back in the day? (laughs) So bad, but so good. Okay, The State was an old MTV sketch comedy show. Um, like It was actually the Castle Arena and I'm in one back when they were really young. And it was a sketch comedy. Um, very, very funny, but they had a whole sketch about like how penguins ate natural, that they're man-made like the Incredible Hulk. And, <laughs> <laughs> and the whole argument was like, how do you know they're not natural? Because it says in the Bible. Like, we're going to say the Bible. It's like, well, when Noah lighted all the animals in the ark, they had two of every animal. Did it say penguin? No. Therefore, they ain't natural. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. So, <laughs> so anyway, so penguins ain't natural. So Trollocs ain't natural either. Um, <laughs> Whenever you state, you are really rolling the dice because either people have seen it and they get the inside joke and the humor and it's hilarious. Uh, but if they haven't Fire. seen it, it's so obscure. There's no it's so obscure, yeah find it funny they just look at you cross-eyed everybody who listens to us do me a favor go on youtube and look up the state sketch comedy and just watch a few of the clips uh, you'll maybe thank me or maybe hate me who knows but at least you'll be more cultured uh, look up <laughs> look up the skit where it's uh jesus and the and the i'm gonna dip my balls in it guy oh yeah so good a, that one's a good classic one, yeah. It's a classic. <laughs> anyway, so moving on. Um, Empress also um, has the rest of the seals. That was another. But the Empress of the Shantam has the rest of the seals. And then this is the old throwback one. Nynaeve is Anakin Skywalker. I know Nynaeve hasn't come back in a while, but I just that's that's an old um, 
prediction. I don't know if you guys still think uh, Nadine or Ian at least thinks Nadine's Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> uh, as she moves forward, she is rapidly developing and changing in my mind's eye. So I don't. I would say definitely upgraded from that version of of Anakin. Got an yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. Uh, but I don't know into what yet because well, she could become Darth Vader. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, she could. She could. We don't know yet. So yeah. Anyways, so let's move right into the next into the, the first chapter we're covering tonight. We're covering two. They're not long chapters, so uh, but there's a lot that happens. So we'll just kind of go through it. Um, so chapter thirty, Days de Mar, um, and the icon is the rising sun. Um, so. This is actually I, I've done a poll on Twitter to see like who's what's everyone's favorite uh, chapter in the Great Hunt um, in the whole entire book, and this is actually one of the favorite chapters. Um, it's not the favorite chapter, but it's it's up there uh, as far as all of them. So, what you it, guys? It's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I th- I think last week we were talking about like, hey, what do you think it means? Uh, I threw in there it could be about Tom because, you know, there was the, the talk with Tom and mm-hmm. his chick about getting out of the game. But I was clearly wrong on that part. But doesn't matter. Fantastic storyline. A lot of cool things happening. Great chapter. Right. Yeah. So we start in the inn with, with Huron and, um, and Loyal. And it's been a few days. And they're kind of like lying low because it's been a few days since the whole Illuminator house pretty much burned down. And, you know, there's rumors going all around the city and they've just kind of stayed put and they've kind of been not causing much of a stir because they one they don't want to run in trollocs again our dark friends and two um they're kind of caused a lot of problems last time they went out so yeah um uh, kieran is getting more and more formal uh, as the days go on and it's kind of kind of pissing rand off but at the same time rand's kind of getting used to it um which is kind of weird. And Rand's kind of upset with himself because he's getting used to it. Rand, um, like you that, know. Rand call me Big Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, and Huron's just trying to play the game, and Rand's just not having it at all. He's like, I don't want to play the game. You know, I'm th- th- this whole entire game of game houses, uh, whatever you want to call it, the great game, Days Tomorrow, I'm not, I'm not into it. And then there's a knock on the door. Um and the innkeeper comes in and hands him two more sealed letters. Um, so before we get to this whole scene with the innkeeper, is there anything about this opening scene you guys want to talk about? No, I think we're, I mean, myself, I'm pretty good. I mean, they go a little bit over the fact that illuminators are still keeping their tongues, like their, their lips mm-hmm. sealed. Their tongues mm-hmm. are held tight. They're not giving any details as to what happened, which is pretty cool, you know, like, they know how to keep a secret even when it's hurting them. So, hey, it is what it is. Yeah. And then I do agree with you. Like, it is pretty funny how comfortable um, Rand is becoming with being like Lord Rand Althor. <laughs> Lord Rand of House Althor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we'll, exactly. We'll touch on that some more. But from Huron's perspective, I've slowly been getting the feeling, you know, early on he was calling Rand Lord. Uh, because he should and he ought to um and more and more uh, it's it's more because he actually respects him as one you know the more mm-hmm. ran acts and and takes charge and stuff and there's more examples to talk about with that as we move forward but yeah everybody's kind of transitioning ran is sliding mm-hmm. in that role and and uh Huron is definitely 
uh, giving him the due respect that goes with it. Yep. So now you have this knock on this door, and the innkeeper comes in. Innkeeper is super nervous, like almost shaking, and like Rand's like takes the thing, slams the door in the innkeeper's face, like, "Yeah, I don't want to talk to you. Whatever, whatever these things are, I'll throw the fire like the rest of them." Um, and, and he just doesn't even look at the, look at the the letters at all. He just dismisses the guy, doesn't even look at the letters. He's about to throw him in the fire, and Huron notices the seals on them, and he's like, "Lord Rand, Lord, stop, stop, stop." You, you, you can't throw those in a fire. Uh, one is from um, the high seat of the house of Domadred. Um, uh, and then the other one's from the king, the king himself. So you're the most powerful family in Kyrian, and the king of Kyrian have sent him letters. Yeah. So even, even just the way they were delivered from this innkeeper, um, gosh, you got to imagine if, if if the game is dangerous, he now is it, it's thrust upon him at the the highest level, the most dangerous level. And I, you know, you got to think this innkeeper probably never actually held letters with these seals on them. Like this is the bee's knees, top dog. Like, yeah. So mm. big deal, big deal. Yeah, agree. Yeah, thought. Bathanos, uh, Bathanos, Bathanos, um, Domadred is so. If you know a little bit, they talk about this a little bit, but um, um, but but Bathanos is is descendant of King Lewin, who was Lewin Domadred, who who was the one who cut the tree down, um, and started the Aiel War. So they, their family used to be the kings, uh, but then they were disposed after the Aiel War, and this new uh, this new power came in. La- Layman, sorry, I said Laman. Layman, mm-hmm. uh, King Layman. So, um, so Domadred was they used to be the, th- the 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 family that had the throne, and now it's another family that does, but they're still the two largest, like basically both royalty. I mean, if you want to cut it down, cut down to the chase. Um, these are two very very powerful families. That's an interesting dynamic because there's so much in our own human history here on this earth where, um, you know, we have peaceful transitions of power in a lot of countries now. But in the monarchy world, when one family takes over, you don't let the other family that you just took off the throne live because they're they're a threat to you. So normally you just whack all those people and all of their family members and anybody that can possibly have a claim to it. But that's it's interesting here that there is, you know, at some point this transition, but the other house that was taken off the throne still allowed to live. I mean, that's just tension and fights and stuff bound to happen. Yeah. Yeah. So. So Rand says, like, well, I said Rand says he's gonna throw him in a fire here in protest, says no, we can't. Um yeah, Rand says, we'll just burn like the rest of them. I, I don't care. I don't care about anything. And then Heron kind of explains the gravity of it, saying that, like, if you offend one of these people, they will kill you. It's not – this is not This is not the lower houses anymore where we can do this whole game where we throw this stuff in the fire and, and deny them all. Like, and apparently uh, over the time that we've now – the gap that we've missed because it's fast forward a few days, he's got a ton of these letters and he's thrown everything in the fire. But at this point here, it's like, stop. You can't do it. Yeah, and, and um, Rand, Rand just wants to stick to the game plan. Like, whatever. It's just like everything else. 
if if I don't partake, I don't have to worry about it. You know, I'm just not going to be part of the game. And even loyal yeah. is like, I've tried to tell you, I don't <laughs> think it works that way. Whatever you do, you're fucked. Uh, <laughs> that was the exact words that he used too. I'm looking at the <laughs> whatever you do, you're fucked. Uh, yeah, or something uh, like that. Something yeah. like that. Uh, yeah. So obviously, if he if he throws both in fire, they will kill him. Loyal suggests, well, how about you just accept both of them? And Heron's like, obviously, you don't understand it. You, they'll read into that too. Like, you can't mm-hmm. accept both of them. Like, because they'll think you're spying. That one spying for the other. Like, you have to pick one. And Rand thinks about it for a second and says, "Well, you know, well maybe I'll see Celine if I if I go to one of these things." Barf. Of course, <laughs> of course, oh, he goes back. Yeah, of course, he goes back to Celine. Um, and you know, just as dangerous to accept both. Both, but Rand decides. He says he has this crazy idea. He just says, "How about I just don't make a decision? I let everybody know that I still have them, and at least buy me a few days. Uh, I'll go out and pull them out in the common room." And just not answer them for a few days. Like I'm thinking about it, which is actually playing the game. Yeah, it's a smart move. Um, which for, for not for someone who's not trying to play the game, he's played it extremely well. <laughs> which, 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 which yeah. yeah. Go for it. I was I was just gonna say that that's exactly what Hiram points out. Uh, he was like, yeah. man, wait, that's that's wicked smart, dude. That's yeah. <laughs> It's like that you're moment where you're playing checkers and you see your double jump, but you also see the setup for a triple and you mm-hmm. let one slide just so you can get it. And it's a glorious moment. Yep. They, they think they got you and then whammo. <laughs> yep. Exactly. So, yeah. So, you know, Rand decides to, he's going to go check to see if Ingtar um, has come into the city. Apparently he's been checking uh, almost every day. He gets loyal to come with him, um, and that's when he goes in the common room, does this whole thing with like um, showing the the letters, um, you know, and, and basically turns to loyal and says, you know, like, hey, we need to either find Inktar. Inktar needs to show up fast, or we got to find a way out of the city. Like, this is by this will buy us a day or two, but we got to run. Like, this is like I'm not playing the game. I don't want to stay here anymore. It was one thing to wait for Inktar. If he doesn't show up, we got to get out of here. Yeah, so we, what do you think? Of, we yeah. got to talk about how smooth this is, because if the plan is to just hang on to him, um, to buy some time, you you have to make sure that all these people that gossip like crazy are going to send the right message. Whatever he does at this point, it won't be long until what he did gets back to the people that sent him these invitations. Mm-hmm. So if if he makes no showing with the letters at all and he doesn't react then people you know they watch him walk out of the end and they go well he must have burned those too jesus and that's the message they pass back but he's smart enough to be like okay i need to be seen with them and i need them to see me like you know have this perplexed look on my face like i'm considering something stick him in my pocket and then keep going because then they'll respond back all right well we saw him throw all the other ones in the fire but these ones he looked at him for a while and put him in his pocket so he's thinking about them so as far as buying yourself time that's i mean Smooth mm-hmm. move. I was like giving thumbs up while I was reading this. Yeah, I agree. Like, definitely giving him props for his ingenious idea that he had, literally, like on the spot. He was like, "Huh, I got you. I got this. I got it handled." He really is becoming quite the lord. 
Yeah. And he plays the game so well for not playing. <laughs> exactly. So as as they're walking to the guardhouses, Loyal and Rand have this little conversation about what their options are for leaving. And obviously the Trollocs and the Dark Friends are outside the city. So if they try to make a run for it, they'll just be run down. Like uh they'll be out of the protection of of, of guards and, and and everything and the armies in the city. So Loyal said, well, there, you know, there's a steading nearby. We could be safe if we make it to the steading, but it's, it's kind of far. I don't know if we can make it that far, you know, before they catch us, but trucks won't go into steadings. What's um, the interesting concept there? We talked about that last book that, 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 that trucks will not, our dark shadows spawn won't enter steadings. Um, but yeah, it's too far. But as they're talking to, can't really come with a good plan, so they get to the guardhouse. And we get to this next scene. Um, so let's talk about this next scene. So where, where Rand goes and asks about Inktar, and the guy, you know, the same, basically lying to him. But, yeah, let's talk about it. Before we hop into that, I did underline this time the steadying – is it is it Sofu? Sofu, yes. Yeah, you don't pronounce yeah. – okay. So – it's it's come up a couple of times, and now Loyal brings it up as a, again. Um, I I can't help but think at some point we find ourselves running there for safety or or something like that. So uh, I'm kind of hoping somewhere down the line, maybe that's a chapter title, like off to the steading or steading Sofu or something like that. But that sounds yeah. cool, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Then we see <laughs> that's where we find uh, Loyal getting scolded for, you know, or put in jail because he murdered somebody or I don't know. Well, I guess he didn't murder <laughs> yeah. somebody. But. It, it, I mean, it's literally like five chapters away. So, I mean. Yes. Did you look it up? Did you actually find, flip forward? No. <laughs> oh, are you joking? Yeah, the name joking. of the chapter. Yeah, chapter chapter thirty five is studying studying so, so yeah. Oh, <laughs> okay. Wow. Uh, we got a prediction. All right, Alan's going for a steak dinner, but I think we're going to have a chat. <laughs> uh, you th- you think by uh oh, let's see by thirty five chapter thirty five there will be. Yeah, <laughs> well, I mean, so this one, I won't say it's obvious, but if Jordan mentions something once in passing with very little description, it's possible he doesn't come back to it. But if it's yeah. brought up a couple of times and each time you get a little bit more about it, a little bit more about it, something like that. Um, yeah. yeah, it's coming. You're, you're going to go there. So. You guys, you guys are good at not even looking at chapter titles. I mean, the table of contents is in the very beginning of the book. So you Technically, the book anymore. <laughs> I, don't, I don't touch it. Okay, okay. Well, there you go. So, I don't know if this book has it, but in the back of Eye of the World, there was some glossary or something like that. There's a glossary in every book, yes. Okay, so when I noticed that in Eye of the World, I was like, all right, don't go to the front of the book, don't go to the back of the book because you don't know what you're going to stumble on. Like, I literally yeah. go to the chapter we're on, and that's about it. Yeah, the glossary is not too spoilery, but I would, for our purposes, I would stay away from it. You can read the previous. I mean, I don't know, uh, just because of the way we're doing things, I'd stay away from yeah. it. But it it's definitely helps. It's a it's a little spoilery, especially if you read glossaries from later books. It's super spoilery. Yeah, guys. Yeah, because um, they'll cover stuff that happened in the previous books in yeah, the yeah. glossary. So I just I don't touch it. Yeah. 
Sweet. Yeah. Chris, is this the first time we, uh, we've thrown out a prediction with like uh, an instant stamp of approval? Shabap. Yes. <laughs> That's why I think you to make it a thing. Like, yeah. Yeah. So, on so that is, that is... September 2020, Alan <laughs> <Brooks and Daddy laughs> is confirmed. A prediction instantly. An instant prediction confirmed. Uh, that's not really that big of a spoiler. But yeah. Yeah. Setting stuff here is is a chapter title. So Yay. I'm super excited to go there. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh shit, what if we go there and there's no o- Ogears left? Ah. And, and we'll have we'll actually have a guest host for that chapter as well. So you're like off on the tangent line. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I was going to announce that too at the beginning of the episode, but this actually helps for people that actually listen to us, like not through just the beginning. Uh, so yeah, we, we do have a guest host coming on in two weeks, and not this uh, next episode, but the episode after that, uh, which will include Standing Sophie, and that nice. guest host will that guest host will be Matt Hatch from the Dusty Wheel. So oh, that'll be at, fun. Yeah, so. We've been on the Dusty Wheel before. He's coming on our program, so it's gonna be fun. Exciting, but yeah. And actually, that 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 one of the chapters that we're doing three chapters that week. One of the chapters is in the top three most favorite chapters. So we're we're for, that's gonna be people. We, we, got, we got a good one, and that also that week we'll be doing live to everyone. So Sweet. Um, yeah, it's gonna be like an awesome week of of the Wheel Reads. So. Back back to the actual story. So we get to this if we get to this guardhouse, um, you know, and we meet these this this guard that's kind of just crappy. So let's talk about it. Hey. Or not. Hey. <laughs> no, we're talking about um oh my goodness. What is the guy's name? Uh, I don't know. It's it's it's. They gave a more description this time. Guard one. one. Yeah, the, the <laughs> one man seated behind it, not a soldier, with one green bar across his coat. A plump fellow whose skin looked too tight. Shuffling documents. Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I guess at this point, you know, I wanted to question. All right, why? Why has Randy been doing this? Like he's obviously done it multiple times. He's he's yeah. got the feeling by now that. You know, the people at the gate are just bullshitting him anyways. And uh, he even says it here. Even if they knew the truth, they probably wouldn't tell him. Uh, at this point, I would just, I know there's anxiety. That that to life. Yeah, I don't know. I would just hunker down in the room and just wait until you decide you can't wait anymore and then leave. I, I wouldn't even be messing around with this stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, obviously, I mean, he wants. I mean, he's looking for Intar. That's his whole goal. That's the reason why they're there, is to find Intar and the rest of the group and get out of there with the horde. So, and that's why they go in the check every single day. Yeah. Well, that's that was my thought too. Is like if if he's in there, if he's out there looking and he's putting the word out there, then somebody may hear about it and come let him know. Just because, again, they're all playing the game and somebody's going to want to be in his favor at some point in time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. That's kind of what I was hoping for. Of course, we know the fact of the matter, but that's where my mind went when it came to that. Sure. Yeah. So, and also, Rand asked about his girl Celine, which I know barf, but yeah, 
Haven't seen her. Yeah, (laughs) haven't seen her either. But Rand thinks he's lying because obviously, like the next scene, he sees Coldavin, the the guy who escorted him to the city, like walk past and then walk back in, like walk out in the room and see him and turn back around. He's like, he's like, oh, just ask uh, Captain Coldavin. He's like, the guy's like, Coldavin, he's not here. What are you talking about? He's like, I, I. I literally just saw that. I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. You see it. See you later. Bye. Like, he, work. Well, the, he said that there's nobody that works here by that name, correct? Yeah, but then he said if I if he was here, I would I would know about it, obviously. It, yeah, if so. there he says if there was a captain called event in the guardhouse, I would know. So, yeah. so maybe he gave be, a bullshit name to Rand? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Maybe he's the dark friend that kind of gave Rand up. Ooh. Like that's where I took it. It's like maybe he is not really a captain. Maybe he staged himself there, intercepted Rand, and has been following Rand this whole time. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And Mm. works for Celine. That's how Celine was able to slip out so easily and undetected. And he faked being Uh. pissed off about it. Let me get my conspiracy board out. Hold on. I need to put that on yeah. there and find out where to attach yeah. the string. I need more string. Yeah. Tinfoil hat. Yeah. Tin <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So my question is, is why lie? Like why, 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 why? the game. Yes. Uh, obviously. Yep. Yeah. It all just yeah. back to the great game. I mean, that's the answer for everybody's motive for anything that happens in here. Exactly. Yeah. Um, ex- except for maybe the Trollocs and whatnot, you know, they might have a deeper purpose and our yeah. dark friends and whatnot. But the people that live here, everything they do, they're if they think they could gain favor somewhere, that's why they're doing it. It's selfishness, yeah. self-preservation. Mm-hmm. So at this point, Rand frustrated, super frustrated. He leaves the guardhouse, starts walking back towards the end. And, and Rand's muttering about the one power and stuff and, and Loyal's Actually, sitting out loud, and Loyal's like, "What are you talking about?" Like, <laughs> and he's like, "No, never, nothing, nothing, never mind." Uh, but just kind of borderline, like, shouldn't be doing what he's doing. You know, if that makes sense. Like, he shouldn't be openly talking about this stuff. But um, um, but before he can get any further, Loyal sees a fire ahead. Um, and Rand puts two and two together right away. He's like. That fire has to be where the end is. And sure enough, they run back and the end's on fire. Um, yeah. Um, so anything from this interchange before we get to this whole fire scene, like between Loyal and Rand and, and anything you guys had notes or underlined or anything you guys want to talk about? Well, of course, there's the conversation about Tavir and the word comes up again. And there's, the, of course, the obvious Rand is Tavirin, but they go again into further depth as to the power of what it means to be Tavirin. And we see Rand's full focus is clearly on the dagger and on his friend Matt, which is where it should be. So it shows that he's a very loyal friend all the way to the end. So I appreciate mm-hmm. that about him. That's really, yeah. my opinion, what was most important. I mean, I know that he has his feelings towards Moraine and they come up, but. Yeah. I think his reaction about healing Matt kind of puts a human perspective back onto him. Yeah. Yeah. I feel bad for Loyal yet again. Uh, We've talked about this before, like jokingly, like, haha, the books would be, you know, it'd only be a couple of books if people just communicated better. 
there's been multiple times where Loyal starts to talk like he's about to drop some wisdom on Rand and Rand in- interrupts him. And I don't know if this was going to be anything important, but it's just another example. Like Loyal tries to respond and he's like, Tyver and Loyal began. Where it's like, I don't want to hear about that either. Like, and there's multiple instances now where he starts to say something, he gets cut off. And I'm like, well, maybe if we just let him speak, we would get like half the answers we need. <laughs> like just, mm-hmm. you got nothing else to do, Rand. Just sit there and listen. This, this guy's read a lot of books. He knows some things. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you could pick something up, but now nah, we just keep cutting him off. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, so yeah, so they get back to the inn. The inn's on fire. Um, <laughs> Rand asked the innkeepers, like, is Heron all right? He's like, I don't really care about Heron right now. Let's save my friend's shirt. My friend's shirt's about to burn down. Like, he's more concerned about the stuff in his inn than anything to do with anybody in the inn. Um, so Rand doesn't see Heron, so he just runs into the end himself. Um, so we get this action scene where, you know, a man tries to stop Rand as he got up the stairs, you know, he drops to his hands and knees, realizes Loyal's falling him as well. <laughs> and, uh, tries to make Loyal go back. But, you know, Loyal says, well, how are you going to carry the chest with a horn? If, if it's still there again, Loyal making fantastic logical points and Rand just keep trying to dismiss him. This Rand guy yeah. is such a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So yeah, um, they get into the room. Hiran's kind of knocked down the floor. Obviously, been hit on the head. Like you can see a swelling coming on his head. Um, the horn, and then the horn. They find the horn's gone. So before we get any further, thoughts about this whole action scene? It happens really fast. But as you're reading it, because I know I speed up reading when I get to this scene because it's just exciting. But yeah, I love how Rand has this random knowledge of dealing with smoke. I guess it's because of his time on the farm. Maybe his father taught him, or maybe it was part mm-hmm. of his Jedi training. Um, <laughs> and then the idea that Loyal's going to be able to duck under the smoke, I thought that was hilarious. Like, the dude's <laughs> 10 feet tall. Like, there's no ducking under the smoke for him. He's going to inhale a large amount of it. That's kind of my thought yeah. on all of that. Well, Loyal was so nimble when he was getting around the fireworks. I mean, he could easily manage <laughs> getting down on all fours and creeping around. Yeah. 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 So they, they get in. Loyal, they put Heron on Loyal's back to rescue Heron. And they go to leave. And then Rand thinks about the banner and says, wait, the banner's still inside my room. Um I need to go back to the banner because he thinks about what Moraine had said. He's like, she's still using me even now. Like, cause you know, Moraine had told her that the banner might save his life one day um, or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, there, there was that emphasis put on the banner and going back to get it with, again, like you said, the very idea that the, um, oh my goodness, I can't remember Sorry, I'm trying to find a direct quote, and I can't find it anymore. That Moraine, yeah. Hey, Alan can edit. We got time. Yeah, yeah no, we got time. time. I can everything Your out. life may depend on it. She's still trying to use me. Your life may depend on it. I said die, never lie. So Say it one more time. Oh, wait, go back and say that one more time, because I talked right when you started it, so it makes it better for editing. Huh? <laughs> it's make it better for editing. Say it again. The banner of the dragon 
let it burn, he thought. And an answer thought came as if he had heard Moraine say it. Your life may depend on it. She's still trying to use me. Your life may depend on it. I to die, never lie. So there's the whole ideology that the Aes Sedai are incapable of lying, but we've d- discovered or explored the idea of half-truths or partial lies. And I think this might be one moment I'm going to give it to her where Moraine is really trying to look out for Rand. Yes, she has her motive, but I think she really is like under the understanding that he is the true dragon reborn and he's going to need his banner and he's going to use it to call his bannerman. And every interaction he's had so far is kind of leading up to this moment. I think by the end of this book, he'll finally accept the fact that he is the dragon reborn and he'll start to, by book three, start to get a little bit of a following. Okay. Yeah. It's cause. Okay. So throw those in the predictions buckets. All right. Yeah. So that's that's interesting that you you started to pull that from here because I wrote next to that thought process he was having, I wrote a, a question mark. You know, is is Rand uh, actually starting to come to terms with what's going on? I mean, we've had enough happen that he knows he's in a lot of life and death scenarios. Uh, there's quite a bit about what Marange tried to guide him to and from and yada yada that's actually helped him so is he actually starting to trust that is he actually starting to believe in this path that he's on but the other side of the question is is this something that moraine actually compelled him to do because there's this there's this battle inside of his head so was there a moment where moraine like whispered some hominy domini on him um and and so that no matter how hard he tried to fight to leave this stuff behind or not wear the cloak or whatever, that certain, certain things he would do and would protect. Mm-hmm. So, but I also agree, like, as you're saying it, like, yeah, I mean, you could see in these chapters even that we're on that Rand is making this transition uh, to, to believe that he's definitely more than just a, a sheep herder, you know? Right. Yeah, so he does get the banner. He grabs it and gets out of the room right as the root collapses, of course, in dramatic fashion and gets on the street. He calls for a wisdom or whatever they call it here because Huron is definitely hurt. Um, they find someone called a reader, which is, I guess, the equivalent of a wisdom there. And she comes over to kind of look at him. But right as that's happening, Matt shows up with Perrin and Inktar and Varen and everybody is just like, hey, we found you. And Rand just kind of starts laughing, saying that like you came too late. The the horn's gone. It's it's too late. It ends the chapter with him just laughing about it. Just like <laughs> what else do you do at that point? Like it, it, dude, we lost. Um, it's over. <laughs> so yeah. And that's how we end this chapter. So final thoughts with this last scene or anything we missed? I know that, that it kind of jumped to the end pretty fast there, but um I totally understand Rand's laughing about it. I mean, after everything they've gone to and everything they've risked and everything they've done, um, (laughs) you know, if Rand and Loyal didn't go check the gate that one last time, or how about think of all the distance covered by Ingtar and his crew and Matt and them and 
let's say for a couple of days, they just had a really quick short breakfast and moved out a little bit faster. If they'd have gotten there an hour sooner, maybe even a half mm-hmm. hour sooner, they would have made it to that inn and perhaps, you know, save the horn, save the dagger. But just right. like at the absolute last minute in between that gap before they got there, before Rand and, and Loyal got back, poof, it's gone. Mm-hmm. Yep. And all, and all Rand could do at this point is just laugh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's also, how that. So sorry, I also I also wrote uh, in this blank spot down at the end of the chapter. Um, I know it had to be done with somebody. If if the horn was going to be lost again, which I don't know, I, I won't say I saw it coming, but it's one of those things. Not surprised, you know. Keep keep the story going. Uh, but I feel bad for uh, hearing or that he had to be the guy that that coughed it up. You know. Uh, I know Jordan tries to give him a little cred, like, you know, he thought maybe it was just a letter and opened the door unsuspectingly and got whomped on the head. But the truth is, this type of character, uh, he would have been on guard the whole time. Uh, even if he thought a letter was being brought, he knew what he was watching over. He knew the risk. So, I don't know, I, j- I just feel bad that they they threw him under the bus. I- I'd feel bad if it was loyal also. I guess if it was Rand, I'd be like, F you, Rand. So maybe it should have been him that coughed it up. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't feel bad being mad at Rand. There you go. Yep. Any final thoughts, Chris? Uh, no, actually, um, we covered it all. I think we did a pretty good job. Okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. Well, we'll move on to the next chapter. <laughs>